Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. His bark is worse than his bite. This is The Roy Green Show. didn't look like the massive man that he was portrayed as from the past. So it was really kind of sad to see him that way. That's uh, Lisa Lund Lublin, one of the accusers of Bill Cosby, who uh, was found guilty on three felony charges of sexual misconduct and could be receiving 30 years in prison. Joining us is Gloria Allred, Ms. Allred is a California human rights and women's rights attorney, and we've spoken to her uh, many times about Bill Cosby over the last several years. Her, uh, her book is titled Fight Back and Win. Well, they did and they did. Ms. Ms. Allred, didn't they? they? They did and they did. Oh, absolutely. Um, and these accusers were so, so courageous. And I might add that Andre Constant also, of course, has our admiration uh, big time because what she went through is just, I mean, very few people could have stood up to the kind of scorching uh, examination, cross-examination by the defense team for Mr. Cosby. And also uh, just the name-calling and the, I don't even, I'm not even going to repeat some of the outrageous names that she was called challenging her motives, challenging the motives of the other accusers. Um, and, you know, it did backfire, I think, on the defense. It's a big turnoff for the jury, although we'll have to wait for the jury, if any of them begin to talk soon, uh, you know, to, to hear from them. But it was just so over the top. But they were courageous. Each one of the five accusers, and I represent three of the five, Shalon Lasha and Lisa Lublin, and uh, Janice Baker McKinney, they just stood up and gave it back. They didn't crumble at all. They were, they were really tough on the defense when they answered. They were not willing to let their words be spun in a different direction or distorted. Or, uh, you know, but the attempts to denigrate them, to de- discredit them by the defense, I mean, it was, it was really something to see the way these very courageous women, in Shalon's case, fought through the tears and answered the questions. And the other ones were just not going to be bullied. It, it was wonderful. They did fight back, and they did win. The first time you and I spoke about Bill Cosby uh, under these circumstances, there was no assurance where this was going. There was no, no idea of where it eventually would wind up. I mean, there was, an ex- there was a hopeful expectation, I think. But we, nobody knew it was going to wind up the way it did. When you were in that courtroom and that jury came in and you heard them say what they said, what did you feel like? I was in shock, Roy. I really was stunned. I, I had no expectation that they would come back with guilty, guilty, guilty. Three of the most beautiful words I've ever heard uh, for, uh, as applied to Mr. Cosby. I, you know, we're so used to women not being believed. And I've said often, you know, how many women does it take to make accusations against a rich, powerful, famous man before even one woman is going to be believed? Well, in this case, there were six. And uh, finally, they were believed. It was 
it was just it was stunning, and I'm very happy this day has come. Is he going to prison? We'll have to see what the judge does. I, I think he should spend time in custody. He's been convicted of three serious felonies, aggravated indecent sexual assault. One is without consent. The other one is, uh, you know, when the victim was unconscious. And the other one is when she was substantially impaired. And so I do think he should spend time in custody. The fact that he's 80 years old uh, should not uh, be a mitigating factor. Uh, he, he needs to understand that what happened was serious. There were serious consequences for, you know, Ms. Constant and certainly for many, many other accusers as well, even though he was not charged with those crimes. Obviously, the jury must have found that he had a common plan and a scheme and a design to drug and, and sexually assault women. Yeah, I think he should spend time in prison. I don't think he's going to spend 30 years. Uh, the potential is 10 years on each charge that he was convicted of. Um, I will be surprised if he even spends 10 years. But we'll see what the court does. Right now, there's going to be a sexual uh, an assessment uh, called sexually violent predator assessment. And then we'll see what the sentencing report recommends. So how does his life change right now? Well, he's under house arrest. Okay. Um, I mean, his reputation is completely, I think, destroyed as an entertainer. Right. There are many television uh, outlets who are now, if they, if they were still running anything to do with Bill Cosby, are, you know, are, are quickly taking it off the air. Uh, obviously, he can't do endorsements or commercials. He's not going to be the Jello Man anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, now he's also facing civil lawsuits. I mean, I have one. We're going back to court on May 23rd, Roy, uh, on our civil lawsuit on behalf of Judy Huff, who alleges she was 15 years old when uh, she was the victim of uh, child sexual abuse by Mr. Cosby at the Playboy Mansion. So, you know, these, and there are other civil suits going on as well. So this is not the end of it. His team says, well, they're going to appeal. Uh, well, you know, anybody can appeal. Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to be successful on appeal. Uh, I think uh, they're unlikely to be successful, but we'll have to wait and see. And then the question is, once they file the notice of appeal, which no doubt they will, whether the court pending the appeal is going to require Mr. Cosby to spend time in custody. We don't know the answer to that yet. Okay. What I was really curious about, and you just talked about uh, the, the, the the previous court cases, and, and you, Judy Huth, we, you and I have talked about Judy Huth, your mm-hmm. client, uh, on a number of occasions. But what was different about this court appearance, about this particular trial, from the one last summer? It, was a, it wasn't the same jury, but they were deadlocked and uh, and it became uh, a mistrial. It was declared a mistrial. Well, a what was different? A major difference was the fact in the first trial, the prosecution asked to be able to put on 13 other accusers. Of course, the defense wanted no other accusers other than Andrea Costin. The court only allowed one, and that was my client. But that, uh, Kelly Johnson, very brave young woman as well. But one was not enough, and I said at the end of the first trial, I hope at the second trial, even though it's the same judge, that the prosecution will renew its motion to have more accusers testify. And sure enough, the prosecution did renew its motion. Again, the defense said, no, we want zero, none. 
And this time the court allowed five. I think that made a very big difference because also, you know, the prosecution was able to demonstrate that Mr. Cosby could not have been mistaken about whether Andre Constant consented. If he had a pattern of drugging and then while women were incapacitated as a result of the drugs, uh, sexually assaulting them, then he knew they couldn't consent if they were drugged. Uh, they couldn't consent or not consent. They had no capacity one way or another to do that, and and so therefore I think they proved their case. I think this was. I think the accusers were very significant in all of this, and I will predict that in in terms of the grounds for appeal, that that will be a major issue that will be raised by Mr. Cosby's defense. I'm guessing he didn't uh, help his cause any with his outburst at the end of the uh, of the day of the proceedings when he called the. District Attorney um, exploded, deleted, and and uh, and, sh- and shouted, and became quite animated. I guess. Yeah, and, and in a way, it was weird because he dissociated. I mean, he he did that, you know, called that uh, the dis- the prosecutor an expletive, but then he went on to say that he doesn't have a private jet, meaning as though he's talking about somebody else. Prosecutor was talking about him and the risk of flight. Uh, that he may have a private jet of access to, and therefore, you know, his bail should be revoked, he should be taken into custody, or the bail should be increased. And that's when Mr. Cosby shouted that out. He doesn't have a private jet, and it's expletive. But, uh, you know, he didn't say, I don't. He said, he doesn't, as though we're talking about somebody that's not Mr. Cosby, when, in fact, we're talking about Mr. Cosby. Third person. Very strange. Yes, it is. Well, it's been, uh, how long has it been for you now? How long have you been uh, on, on this case? Two well, years? I think I started bringing women out at the end of 2014. Yeah. Every month, two or three women to yeah. give voice to what they said was the truth about their lives. And on and on. And we did that every month until finally he was charged December 30th, 2015 with these criminal acts. So you'll see, by the way, you know, I have a documentary, Seeing All Red, that's available on Netflix. In the, in the documentary, and it's streaming now, you can see many of the Cosby accusers telling what happened to them. And in addition to that, some of those the women who actually testified, my clients whom I just named, they're in that documentary, and you can judge for yourself how you feel about them. But the wonderful thing about all of this, Roy, is women have finally been believed, and that in itself is a huge step forward because many women don't report because they feel they won't be believed. Now I think Me Too has entered the courtroom, and uh, the culture has shifted in favor of women and and victims' stories. It's also encouraging and comforting to have Gloria Allred on your side. Well, thank you. I'm I'm honored to be able to support them and and, and assist them and advise them, uh, you know, as they journey through this, Brave very, women. very difficult path of having to relive what they say happened to them yeah. and then being attacked for it. But they did it. They did it for the cause of justice. And Roy, justice has prevailed. Very brave women. Ms. Allred, thank you so much for all the time you've spent with us on the Bill thank Cosby you. case. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be talking again as the appeal is launched, but thank you for today. And, and, and also on the sentencing, which will be 60 to 90 days, there's no, no date yet. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All the Wonderful. Best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gloria Allred from Los Angeles. Her book is Fight Back and Win. When we come back on May the 12th, will Donald Trump decide to put an end to the Iran deal 
the Iran nuclear deal. He has the option to do that as the president of the United States. He can just decide not to renew it, and uh, essentially, because it is the United States, that'll be that. So then what happens? And is that the right way to go? Benham Ben Taleblu will be with us in a couple of minutes. He's the Iran deal specialist for the Foundation of Defense of Democracies in Washington. Don't go away.